0: One thing I wanted to say was, you know, uh, if we are going to be women that are full of strength and dignity, what's dignity mean to you? Somebody tell me. What's dignity mean? If you have dignity. Don't be shy. I know some of you, you're not shy. When you're yourself, you know, you huh? Yes. Anybody else? Huh? Yes, Self-worth. it's not only about perception, what? Self-worth, Self-worth. beautiful, yes. yes. Knowing your value. Confident. Confident, yes. And knowing the value of others. Because yes. when you walk in dignity, it isn't just, it's not just about you, it's about what you can give to somebody else. And so that's a wonderful thing. Well, my next session here is called... Be filled with the spirit because there's life in the spirit. And I, you probably heard this comment from Jimmy before, but I just loved it. And I thought, you know, when some people don't understand who the Holy Spirit is and it, 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 he is a he, he's not an it. And uh, he, you know, Jesus said when he was going to heaven, he said, I'm going to leave. But it's urgent for you that I go to heaven so that I can send to you the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will bring back to remembrance those things I've told you. Yes. And so I was thinking for me, okay, when the Trinity is talking about the Trinity and sending Trinity to me to help me, sign me up. Yes. Anybody else? I need all the help I can get. And so, you know, because again, my memory's about that long. But the truth is, is that the Holy Spirit... Only does those things. He's like Jesus. He only does those things he sees his father doing. It's all about what kingdom things are. And again, because God loves us so much, he wants to help us. And so I'm going to read some verses in a little bit about that. But my question is this. I just want you not to think about the person beside you, but you yourself. And let me ask you this. Sometimes, like we I said earlier today about sometimes we just do things because we know to do them. It's not a heartfelt thing. It's not really, you know, we're not doing it intentional. And so the word I'm trying to get us all to think about is, are you intentional? Because you can have a wonderful life, but if you do, it's going to be on purpose. You have to be intentional. And so, you know, my question is for all of us, think about yourself. Are you running on fuel? Or fumes. And so how many of you know we run on fumes sometimes? And you know, you can go a long way on fumes. We used to pray over our cars when we were young for saved. <laughs> and we were re- really poor. <laughs> and we knew we didn't have gas. And we'd pray lay hands on our car and pray over them. And the, the Lord was merciful, let's just say that. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that today you know he's pretty merciful about new Christians and he'll do things sometimes like that but he wants us to be wise and use wisdom and and do what's necessary to have you know what we need and Jimmy and I've been watching this uh, lady on uh, YouTube and it's so funny because she I don't even know where she's from I think she might be from Australia or something but this chick is brave let me just say So she comes here in the United States, and she rides a bike all by herself, a motorcycle. And no one's with her. She's by herself. She has a camera on her head here. She has one for the back. She has a, what do you call those things that fly around? A a drone that will take pictures of all the areas that she's in. And what she's doing is she's going on some of the best roads in areas of beauty in the United States, so we were captivated by that. I, I just think that's wonderful, you know, but she this chickie she is something else i wouldn't she i'm brave I'm not that brave <laughs> but she'll go on roads that you know like motorcycles on on rock that's that, that's tough stuff, you know on gravel. And she goes on gravel and mud roads and she's just uh, she's by herself and she's not that big. It's not like she could defend herself, (laughs) you know, and but we got intrigued by her. But I also got tickled by her because the last one I watched, she was in Arkansas and it was beautiful. And she had taken all these pictures, these beautiful pictures of areas that she was in. And all of a sudden she pulls up and she goes to this gas station and the gas was too high. I forgot what it was. And so she thought, well, I'll just try to make it to the next place. Well, in Arkansas, there's not a lot of next places if you're in certain areas. So her her wisdom (laughs) wasn't really working (laughs) in that I was thinking. So the point was, is that had she done what was needed, She would not have panicked and worried the whole trip through. Do you hear what I'm saying? And when we do what's needed in our hearts, and I don't know about you, but the more time I spend with the Lord, the more time I want to spend with Him. It's not a, it's not a works thing. It's not a have to thing. It's a get to thing. And, you know, sometimes I've read the word and it didn't mean anything at all. I'd read that scripture and I'd go, well, duh, I don't have a clue what they're talking about. And then later in life, sometime in a situation that I'm in, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will bring that back to my remembrance and say, that's what that's for right there. You see it? And then I'll go, well, yeah, man, where'd that come from? Oh, yeah, I read that. (laughs) You know, but that's how that works, you know. But when we don't. Fuel ourselves and we run on fumes. We sometimes worry the whole trip through. And that's never God's intent for us. He wants us to be full and he wants us to be overflowing so that we can share and give an answer to everybody that we come in contact with of his goodness and grace. And so don't be running on fumes. Hear me. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be running on fumes. (laughs) Say we're not having any of that. Don't be running on no fumes back there. My friend that I just had lunch or set with you, I'm talking to you right there. You need to know this lady here. She is precious. That was her story, by the way, about Jesus restoring her daddy to Jesus and her family. She's a beautiful woman. Does a lot of ministry to people. And you're a guest with somebody. Is that right? Yes, yes. Don't you love to hear God's stories about people? Yes. I could just sit for hours and listen about all the miraculous things people, you know, God brings them through and two, It's just it's remarkable, isn't it? Nobody's boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just need to take the time, you know, take the time and listen. And my, you know, my thoughts on that, too. What I said earlier today, I said that about reset, you know. Reset is so important. We have to take the time for that because we do get tired. Don't you ever get worn out and just say, you know, I talk to some of my friends that are in ministry and they'll say, I'm just worn out. And I'll think, yeah. And, you know, Jimmy and I, when we were on staff at Word of Life, and Teresa was there too, Uh, he did a time study one time and he did 80 hours a week. Well, and that, that's all well and good and you're doing good stuff. But what happens in you and around you is not always the best thing. And so you have to use wisdom on what you can do. And uh, but make sure and feed your heart, your spirit, you know, and keep it alive and moving and active because it is powerful. So the fuel of the Holy Spirit will sustain you, but the fumes of your own efforts will exhaust you. Let you me to say that one more time. The fuel of the Holy Spirit will sustain you, but the fumes of your own efforts will exhaust you. Only God can give you strength in your weariness, joy in your sorrow, and hope in the midst of despair. So as a woman of strength and dignity, go after his presence continually. He is the one you need in order to be equipped and empowered for every situation life brings you. It isn't works. It's not lay, it's not a labor of love. It's more about being filled up with his spirit. And the more time you spend with him, the more you want to. I want to read a scripture that is one of my live scripture, one of my favorites, because it's in Isaiah. It's an old, uh, old King James, but I'm going to read it out of the, um, Amplified. And it's Isaiah 30 verse 18. And you can read it out of the Amplified, but it says this. And therefore, The Lord earnestly waits, expecting, longing and uh, are expecting, looking and longing to be gracious to you. And therefore he lifts himself up that he may have mercy on you and show loving kindness to you. For the Lord is a God of justice, blessed, happy, fortunate and to be envied are all those who are earnestly waiting for him. Who expect and look and long for Him, not only for victory in their life, but for His favor in their life and for His love in their life and His peace in their life and His joy in their life and His matchless unbroken companionship. Isn't that a beautiful verse? Isn't that, doesn't that describe our Father? I mean, He is just amazing. And then let me see what else I had down here. Hosea 12, uh, 10, 12, the new living translation says this, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will be, you will harvest a, cro- a crop of love, plow up the hard ground of your hearts for now is the time to seek the Lord, um, that he may come and show righteousness or shine righteousness upon you. And, you know, I shared with you about being out there in New York. And one of the things that I I have to go back and look at in my own heart is that I... Years ago, growing up in the Lord, I'd hear this verse and it'd say, break up the ha- fallow ground, the hard ground is what it's talking about. And so I have made it a conscious effort not to allow hardness to come in my heart. How many of you have ever had hardness about something? You know, it stops us, it blocks us from what God really wants to do. And when I was out there in New York, I know I didn't show you guys these pictures. I wish I had a way to do it, but I had this, they had this beautiful lake that was turquoise and I sat down there by it and I felt like the waves of his love and mercy of breaking. I kept praying that prayer over again. Lord, I don't want to be hard in every any area. I don't want to be unkind in any area. I don't want to move out of my frustration or, or or anger or disappointment. And, you know, disappointment is a tricky thing. Because disappointment comes to us for one or two. There's two reasons it comes. And it's tricky because we can look at it and feel justified in why we're disappointed. You know, and it either comes because something happened to us we didn't think we deserved or something didn't happen for us we thought we deserved. And so when that happens, we look at that and we go, well, I'm mad and I, I'm staying mad because I, that wasn't right. I didn't deserve that. You ever had that happen? So I always I was sitting by that lake and thinking, Jesus, I don't ever want to hold on to anything. How and I released some people that I had disappointment in uh, that I didn't believe that, you know, what happened to me was fair. Uh, I didn't believe what they did to other people was not right. I had to loose that stuff and let it go because I want to stay fresh. I want to stay kind. I want to stay loving. I want to stay full of the love of Jesus for people. Um, let me see here. I already did that. This is why we fill ourselves with the word. Our dignity and strength comes from him. We know when we know who we are in Christ. We have our identity and we walk in that identity rather than our own. A woman clothed in dignity and worth or strength knows and responds to his voice because she is confident in who she is in him. And I read that earlier, but I messed up because this was supposed to be in this session and not in that session. So my I had a bleep brain. OK, and then she knows when to move forward in battle and when to stand. She knows how to and when to set healthy boundaries. She is very much aware when the urgent can be a distraction, and we talked about that. And she knows um she knows how powerful peace is in her life. And I didn't want to skip over that. Do you all realize how powerful peace is? It is one of our strongest weapons because when the enemy throws darts at you He's only watching for your response. He can't read your mind. He doesn't know what you're thinking. He only acts, he only watches for your reaction. And when you don't give a reaction and you have peace and you trust the Lord, guess what? He tries something else, but at least he gives up on that one for a while. And peace is so powerful. If we can walk in peace, it's, it's wonderful. All right. And then, I wanted to read this verse and it's finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I wanted to enforce that because it's his power that we're strong in because we're no match for the enemy. You know that not outside of him. We're no match for him. And so and it says put on. So when we're going to stay in dignity and strength, we have to put on some things and we have to take off some things. So we put on the whole armor of God. And it says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Your loins are here. This is your loins. It's what stabilizes you and stay keeps you strength, gives you strength. And then it's, um, I lost my place. Okay, preparation. With your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, what I love about that is. Breastplate is right here. It's protective. It's a mechanism that is the shield of faith. You kind of put it up like that. And I'll tell you an experience I had. A few years ago, because of some bad living before Jesus, I had some health issues that came on me, and so I had gone to the doctor and they were really serious things that were going on in my body and so I went to this doctor and he didn't speak a lot of English <laughs> and so I was trying to understand all that he was trying to say and uh, we were sitting there, and all of a sudden he said, "Well, with the symptoms that you're having, you either have, you have a blood disorder, you have a blood disease." And my flag, my, um, instantly the shield just went up in front of me. It was like, uh, you are talking to somebody else. <laughs> and uh so the, it was like this. It went up like this. He said, I'm thinking maybe you might have lupus. And he list, listed off some other blood disorders. And it was like, I had so much peace while he was talking to me. And I thought, he did not talking to me. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. He didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I didn't say that to him. I was very kind. But it was like, that's not my... That's not me. That's not for me. No, that's not it. And needless to say, Jesus actually did a miracle in my body and healed everything that I was going through at that time. Just because I just I was laying in a room and and the TV was on and I'd gone to sleep with it on. And somebody came on that was preaching the gospel and they were praying for people. And I just said, Lord, I know that you are able to heal me. And I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't see my future in that. I believe that you are for me and that you, Jesus paid for my healing by the stripes you bore. And so I'm just going to believe you. And I went that next day after seeing these doctors, they ran all the upper GI, lower GI. I didn't know they had some things they do to you. And didn't like them either. (laughs) But anyway, when I went back to sit in front of my doctor. Now you see, I'd done so many drugs before Jesus that I had decayed half of my liver. And they had told me I had five years left to live if I was going to do drugs that way. Well, when I went back in to sit in front of these doctors she looks at me and she goes through my whole blood work she goes through all everything and she said well this is good this is good this is good those lumps are gone i don't know what that was just on and on and finally i said um can i can i just ask you a question about my blood work and she said yeah and i said so there is no hepatitis a or b or c or aids and she said no there's nothing And I didn't have AIDS or a hep C. I just had A and B. But B doesn't ever leave your system. And so uh, Jesus had healed me of that. And then as far as my liver was, it was completely well. And so it's just miraculous, isn't it? You know? And uh, it was just an innocent prayer, really. I was just saying, and Jesus, this I'm going through, I wish you'd just take care of it. Wasn't that a big uh, hoopla there? <laughs> he said, I heard that. <laughs> and that's how he is with us, you know. And so anyway, um, that shield of faith is a powerful thing. It's like, I believe what God says about me. I believe what he wants for me, and that's what I'm going to. The shield of faith goes up. No, that's not for me. And also, I don't know many of you if you knew that I had breast cancer a few years ago. And when they told me I was sharing with Teresa, Jimmy went in with me, and they, I'm never sick. you got to understand, that thing back there was from abuse of my body. But normally, I don't have colds. I don't get, I, I just don't get sick. And so I'm always healthy and everything. And so she tells me, you know, they had me come back in for another test and I had, uh, they found a lump. And so when she said it was like blah, 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 I couldn't get it. You know, I was like, what, blah, mm, you know. And so, um, anyway, they, when I, when that happened, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm never sick. What, what, what is this? And he said, I want you to call that your little inconvenience, and I said, "Then that's what I'm going to do." And so I titled it "My Little Inconvenience." And when they went in, the cool thing was they found it early. They were able to remove it. It was a five-hour surgery, and so they do this thing called um, anyway, where they make you the same size, whatever that's called. It's got a title anyway. And so that was more what took than my my. Tumor that I had and so uh, Then I didn't have to have chemo But I had to do radiation And so but I Just think about how faithful God was through that And you know we don't We just don't understand sometimes How faithful he wants to be in our lives And those of you that are Going through stuff like that Remember this he is ordering Your steps all the way and faith Is a journey it's not Always instantaneous. Isn't that true, Charlene? And you have to fight the good fight in this word. But it's still the truth. And he is with you every step of the way. So don't give up hope on what you're going through. He's faithful. And when you have a fight in you for it, that's huge. When you say, "Uh uh-uh, we're not having that. Okay, so the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. And can you get a picture of this? He's just this little imp, and he's there standing there going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know? but can you picture that that's what he's doing and he wants to see if you're going to respond to it He wants to see your actions And if you don't respond and you just thank jesus and know that he's got you in his care And you just ignore that he might come back and try something else or he might come back around to try and bring that up again But you know, you don't have to receive that. So it's fiery darts and he can't read your mind remember that yes. he's not God is the only one that knows the thoughts and the intents of the heart he is the only one. And so, oh, I had my microphone over here. <laughs> Inexperienced. Okay, so, um, and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with the perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, we must. Put off some things to put on these things. Let's put off and just listen for a minute. Let's put off our excuses. Let's put off our bad habits. Let's put off our judgments of ourselves and one another. And, you know, women, we are hard on ourselves. I said that earlier, but it's true. And you don't have any right to do that because it will beat you up. And God thinks very highly of you and loves you just like you are. And the, the, you know, He will work on our character when it needs to change. But He gave you the personality you have and He likes it. Don't try to be anybody else. (laughs) I saw that expression. Okay. And so, um, and then let's put off our lazy attitudes. Let's, um, put off our mistakes. Forgive ourselves of our mistakes. Let's put off excessive worry. How about let's put off some toxic relationships? You know, sometimes we don't realize that. Again, I said it earlier this morning, we will do things for people that Jesus wouldn't do himself. And, you know. If you really are doing something out of the compassion of the Lord, there will be fruit in that individual's life, showing that he is working. And that's important. You don't want to give up on anybody or judge anybody and say, well, God's done with them. That's never our right to do that. But sometimes he will have you pull back just until that person is ready. And sometimes we as believers are asking them questions or giving information that they're not asking for you ever do that? Feel like you gotta save the world and and do it with a whole bunch of conversation and the person's looking okay, you like, Well, well, um I wasn't quite ready for that, but <laughs> you know? And that is again that pushing thing and rushing thing from the enemy because you know, unless a person is drawn by the Spirit of God, they can't come anyway. So sometimes in our position, we have to pray for people that God would draw them by his spirit. I promise I won't take you much longer because lots of you are tired from eating. I can see it. Okay. (laughs) Let's throw off our ungratefulness. Do you know you cannot be powerful and ungrateful at the same time? You can't, then it doesn't work. You have to choose one. And of course, you know, gratefulness is the best thing. Let's throw off our self-defeating talk. You know, what's the problem with my message is I can't read my own writing. <laughs> okay. And you know, sometimes self-judgment is the worst kind of judgment of all. We are hardest on ourselves. And that is only a, a stumbling block in our path because, you know, when God deals with us, He always brings us up higher. He always under, you always get the fact that He is for you and that He is trying to train you in something that will further you down. He never says, Oh, you're just stupid. I thought you, I thought you were going to do that. I knew that about you. No, he never says anything like that. He always says, come on, this is what you need. This is what's available. Let's do this, you know, and he loves you with an everlasting love. Also, one big one, isolation is never okay. And how many of you know lots of times when we go through things, we isolate. And we're fearful to allow people in. And like I said earlier, you don't want to let everybody in because not everybody's trustworthy and you don't. And, and it could be they don't know any better. So I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying there will be people God puts in your life that you can trust, that you have confidence, that they have your best interest at heart and that they are going to speak the word of God to you. They're going to speak truth to you in love that doesn't condemn you, but that brings you to a place of understanding and victory. And those are true friends. And it's not always easy to hear them, but it's important that you have that. And also, prayer is such a magnificent thing. It is such, we always say, well, we can always pray. Like, well, the last resort, we can pray. No, our Father, you know, think about this. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God right now today. Making intercession for you and for me. How does he do that? All of us? I mean, let alone it just being us in this room. But I'm talking any believer in the world. He's praying for them. Isn't that beautiful to think about? Okay, so my thoughts are on this. We have to change our heart beliefs. You know, so first we have a thought and then we don't we don't keep dwelling on that thought. We never magnify a situation or, or a problem. We magnify the Lord and ask him what his desire is in that. But God wants to write truth on our hearts that when we go through situations, that's the first thing that comes out of us. And we know how to respond to him. You know, what would he say? How would he speak to me? What would he tell me to do? Does it, you know, as we spoke earlier about how God talks to you, does it line up with those things or is it pushing you and shoving you? Then, you know, it's not coming from him and you don't have to respond to it. Um, but our heart beliefs, we can write truth on our heart by meditating on the word of God. And that just means getting in that quiet place, taking your Bible you know, do teaching or whatever. I have gone through courses online of different ministry women and just have loved it. And other women are on the Bible study there, too, or whatever. And uh, it's rich because you hear different perspectives from people. And so but get the mind of the Lord and uh, walk through it and change what you're believing in your heart. It's never it's God isn't against you in any ways for you. So Today. I'm on close. Are you struggling with any of these areas in your life? And, you know, isolation, Proverbs talks about, you know, it's, it's our nature to not want to let people know who we really are because we don't want them to think bad of us. But isolation, Proverbs 1 says that he that isolates himself rages against all wise counsel. And so what happens is you're left to yourself. And so you're left to your own thinking, your own feelings, your own beliefs, and which is very dangerous because we need each other. You've heard the term, it takes a village. It truly does. We need each other. And so my encouragement to you today is if you would stand on your feet and I want to read you two verses. Remember, God is working in you to do his good pleasure and that's philippians 2:13 it says for it is not your strength but it is god who is effectively at work in you both to will and to work that is strengthening energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure See, how good, how good is that? Because that means that if he's wanting you to fulfill it, he's working in you. How can you lose? It's for his good pleasure. You're a glory and an honor to him. Isn't that beautiful to think about? He thinks you're marvelous. And I think you're pretty marvelous. And so, and then Hebrews four twelve. this is my last verse for the word of God is active, alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the spirit, soul, and moral. It judges the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And this is what I want you to get out of that. That word, two-edged sword, in there means this. It means, uh, it's distomos is the Greek word, and it means two, having a double mouth as a river, or it means two mouths, Or two rivers. And so God has already spoken his word. And so guess whose mouth needs to speak his word? It's our mouth. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641 828-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com